Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Today, we're going to discover how to turn adversity into opportunity. And you're going to meet a gentleman who has done exactly that. His story is inspiring, and you'll learn a lot from it today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits, the beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And why U.S. Real Real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. There's so many different ways to make money in real estate, and we are excited about that. Let's meet our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. How you doing? Great. You know, we've had an opportunity to uh, get around a lot of investors and see how people are taking the adversity out there today and turning it into opportunity. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously the country and the world to a large degree is going through this process of absorbing adversity, adjusting uh, to adversity, and the human spirit comes out and people find a way not only to survive, but thrive. It isn't always pretty. It isn't always fun. But that's really the human condition. We're overcomers. And it's one of the great things about being a human being and just being alive. And so that's great on the macro level. When you drill down to the street level and the individual level and you get a chance, as we do often, to meet people who just are extraordinary people, you know, and you, you meet people all the time that are in the headlines and they write books and you get a chance to find out who they are and what they do and how they think. But often there's the unsung heroes. There's the people who are out there making a huge contribution and are really inspirational role models. And until somebody like the real estate guys comes along and draws attention to them, nobody even knows they're really out there or what they're doing. And so, uh, yeah, we had a chance to meet a guy just like that. And uh, I think that uh, folks are going to really enjoy this story. Yeah, we've got a great guest today who is uh, banging it up in real estate, making a ton of money for himself and his investors. But the picture is even bigger than that because of where he's come from, the adversity that he's faced personally to get to where he is, and the fact that uh, that's a big part of who he becomes as an investor. And I think as real estate investors, we're, we're obviously all chasing the return. We'd like to see our investment of time and dollars provide some sort of return on that investment. But it's not all about the money. A big part of it is. A big part of it's financial. But there's also opportunity, as we've been talking about for the last year, to to heal America one home at a time. Right. Well, I mean, even money. Money is just it's just a measurement of activity, really. That's all it is. Whatever value you're doing, there's it, that's represented in the money. But the purpose is a very different thing. You know, some people, the purpose is the money, but not really because they want to go do something with the money that's maybe for themselves. But some folks really feel good about what they're doing because not only does it take care of them and their family, but it takes care of 
there's some real needs in the marketplace. And the great news is when you approach the marketplace with that attitude, the reality is in a market like we're in right now, there are so many needs, there's so many problems. As we talk about all the time, it's what entrepreneurs get paid to do. They get paid to go out and look at a marketplace, find the problem, develop a solution, and go tell the world about it, then deliver that solution. If they're successful, the marketplace will reward them with profit. So we ought to all rejoice that there are as many problems as there are today. When the market is just moving along and everything's great and everything's hunky-dory and everyone's making money, there's not that much opportunity. It seems like there is, but there's not. When stuff is in disarray and there are serious implications across you know, big corporations and industries and government and there's problems and there's revolt, that means there's great opportunity if you choose to look at it that way. A great quote that I just came across this week says, what's the difference between an obstacle and an opportunity? And the answer is the way you look at it, your perspective, right? How do we perceive what some person says, oh, that's a terrible hornet's nest of problem can be the world's greatest opportunity if you can figure out how to solve it. Well, or worse, someone says somebody needs to do something. Someone really ought to do something. Something needs to be done. That's one way to approach it. Someone else will look at it and go, what can I do? How can I make a difference? And then you just start moving. And, you know, again, you don't always know what it's going to look like. It doesn't always look pretty. But, you know, people who get things done just go. And I think that that's really important. It's what I've always appreciated about working with you. It isn't always pretty. It isn't always fun. But when you see an opportunity, you go. And I'm hanging on, you know, with both hands just trying to figure it out. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun for me. It's what I needed in a business partnership. And I'm very happy to have it, even though sometimes it drives me crazy. And it's what the world needs. The world needs people that will attack the problems and try things and try to figure out what will work. You know, if Thomas Edison didn't have that indomitable spirit, we wouldn't have lights today. I mean, he went through a thousand different filaments before he finally found one that worked. And his attitude was, well, every time one failed, it was, that's one more that didn't work. I'm that much closer. What a great attitude. Well, speaking of attitudes, let's meet a guy that's got a great one. Jay Massey is a very successful real estate investor. We've had the pleasure of getting to know over the last few years. He's been on our Investor Summit at Sea the last couple of years. Jay, how are you? I am good. And yourself? Great. Great to have you on the program finally. We've been watching you invest from afar and actually close up sometimes, right? Absolutely. uh, Boy, you've had some uh, amazing success. Tell us today what you're doing in real estate. Well, today I spend a lot of my time uh, helping people with their retirement plans, putting things together for, you know, business deals in the sense of rehabbing apartment buildings for affordable housing. So that's basically been the the crux of my business for a number of years uh, is providing great housing to the people that need it right now when the economy needs, you know, private capital to go out there and and heal the markets. You know, as you guys say, one house at a time, we do it one unit at a time uh, with apartment buildings. Well, and we've had a chance to uh, see some of your apartment buildings up close. And uh, just like a lot of folks who go out for the fixer upper, you'll find something that needs some help, give it some love. And before you know it, it becomes a more vibrant place for not only people to live, but for your investors as well. Yep. And that's exactly what I get excited about is as a private business person, we're really good at creating jobs. And that's exactly what we like to do. We love to create jobs. We use private capital on one end to solve part of the problem. Because, you know, people today who have been relying on, you know, traditional paper assets, etc, have not gotten what they hoped for. And we can come in uh, and help them get a better return or whatever it is that they're looking for. But at the same time, when we go and rehab just even one building, I mean, we affect so many people. I mean, on an average building, it's going to take us six to seven people per unit to, to get that building back up and running. And that's, yes, it's, you know, it's not 
consistent or sustainable jobs, but it's at least it's something. But when we leave, I mean, we've got property management jobs, we've got new t buildings that are on the tax roll again. I mean, even something, and it may sound silly, but even something as simple as a telephone bill is now being paid uh, on either eight or 12 or 30 or 36 units that wasn't before. And that makes a huge difference in an entire community. And it makes me feel good to know that I provided jobs and we were able to go out there and, and do this because, you know, we didn't want to just point fingers and say someone should fix it. We got to go do it. And, and that's what we love doing. Yeah. You know, not everyone's willing to roll up their sleeves as much as you and your team are because you take okay. on some some pretty difficult properties. That's what we look for. I mean, uh, if it's been burned up, beat up, burned down, flooded, uh, that's kind of our game. And we, we've developed a team. We've taken some bumps and bruises. As you guys say, we've kissed a few frogs inside of the vendor and team space. Yeah. But right now we've got a killer team that has had lots of experience, you know, either in the political arenas, because now being in the affordable housing space and a minority business owner, that that is very political in a lot of ways and it helps us uh, to be able to do the things that we want to do and and I get to serve the very people that I, I grew up with for all intents and purposes and it's just it fits to my core with who I am and what it is that I like to represent or my company to represent when we go out there and help people. Well, let's talk about that. It's one of the most interesting parts of your story is you guys are doing a great job of healing America, one apartment complex at a time. And you're doing that in a way that also enables investors to passively participate, which is huge. But you didn't start out as an apartment guy, right? <laughs> uh, in terms of that, maybe, maybe living in an apartment, right? right. Tell us your story because it really is an inspirational story. Absolutely. Um, and I just got to preface this by saying that I'm just very grateful to have, I mean, sometimes when you go through an adversity, you don't know that it's a gift. And it didn't feel that way. And there are times where I look back on it and go, really? I did, that happened? And, but it was, it's, it's been a process. It's been a lot of people. It's been a lot of everything to help us get forward. My wife and I, we've, we've gone through a lot. Um, it was about four and a half years ago now when uh, we, I was a financial planner. I'd done that for a number of years. So I was very familiar with paper assets, the SEC, NASD. I had various licenses, none of which I hold now, 663. I did health, long-term care, all those things. And in that process, you know, I learned something by sitting with clients here in Orange County that they didn't have a shot at really retiring. My best clients, and there was three of them, ha all had a shot at having more than $2,500 a month of income coming in without working. Those were the only three of the hundred or so that I sat with. And all three of them had rental property. And the only thing I knew was that I didn't have any. Well, in my pursuit to find some, I mean, because, you know, the SEC and the, those products, the, those packaged products don't exactly allow for you to do real estate, uh, I had to go search, you know, for education. But what accelerated my search was in the process, my wife had lost her job, which was fine because we were practicing what we preached. And then while we were doing that, when she lost her job, what happened that now she found herself in a situation where she was pregnant. Now, I still claim responsibility for that. <laughs> you had something to do with that, my yeah, friend. I did. I did. But we found out that she has a condition known as hyperemesis. And most people don't even know what it is. They've never heard of it, let alone how to spell it. And I didn't either. And she almost died three times in the first trimester when we were trying to figure out what it was. Wow. Some people call it luck. We call it God that the hospital that had the ability to service her in the in her needs at the time was down the street from where we lived. And there weren't many hospitals at the time that had the treatment. So what happened is, you know, I'm a self-employed financial planner and um, I had a choice. Do I go to work 
and then let my wife suffer in the hospital by herself? Or do I go to the hospital bed? Which do I do? And then if I, because if I go to the hospital bed, clients surely aren't going to come to the emergency room and sit next to me and let them do their financial plan. Right. Um, it, it was a tough choice. And I know that there are people out there who have a similar choice going on in their life. And I'm not faulting either one. I'm just saying you've got to make one. And I, I don't want to ever be in that position again. In that process, you know, uh, we before all this was happening or while this was happening, we were playing a game called uh, Cashflow 101. Robert Kiyosaki created this game. And I, I don't even think if you haven't played it, people just don't understand how powerful the concepts in that game really, really are. Yeah. And in that process, what happens is, you know, you're learning these concepts and you're like, wow, this could change my life. And for me, when my wife and I were going through that, I was thinking passive income, residual income, something would change our life right now. Well, what started is that I chose to go to the hospital bed with my wife because I felt that that was the right choice. And what happened is that I started selling our personal possessions online on eBay because I, I had no other option to, to earn income. But once the garage was empty, I, <laughs> I needed more inventory and I was stuck again. Uh, and one day to get uh, blow off steam and the frustration of dealing with everything that's going on with my wife, I went to go play volleyball. Now, fortunately, my wife is, you know, excellent at volleyball and track. She's in the Hall of Fame uh, in her school for that. I am not. Uh, however, I did play basketball and that just really means I jumped very high. So I jumped to spike the ball and I landed on a guy's head and punctured my lung. I have asthma and then I developed pleurisy in conjunction with the hole in my lung and it made it very very difficult for me to walk and talk simultaneously and as the doctors were figuring that out I had a drug interaction which made it so if I tried to walk and talk I would faint it's just like this is really happening all wow. at once that led to a whole bunch of situations where we were making choices like electricity or food and and, and those aren't choices that I want any American to have to make but that's what we were doing and it was around this time that, you know, a friend of mine said, you need to learn about real estate investing education. I'm like, OK, that sounds great, but I've got nothing. I've got no money, no credit. And he didn't care. And he looked at me with such confidence in his eyes that I had to go find out more and figure out something because I promised my wife, you know, better or worse. And the only thing that I felt like I was able to give her was a whole bunch of worse. And it wasn't that great. So what ended up happening is that we went to the education and we were still playing the cash flow game and more importantly we were teaching the cash flow game and we wanted to live by the cash flow game and as i'm a i'm an implementer that's just what i do i used to be a thinker too much and, and right now if i have a fault it's because i fire then i aim and then i get ready you know if, if that's such a thing but uh, what I really enjoy doing is implementing. And so I just started implementing what I was learning in conjunction with understanding the concepts of the cash flow board game. And I was like, well, let's just keep buying little rental units. And the first unit we bought was an amazing story because on February 13th of 08 is when we lost our primary residence and we started squatting in bank owned property. So it took us you know, that was in and of itself an issue because the day after February 13th is Valentine's Day. So you can imagine the look on my wife's face. Right. Anyway. And you have a family at this point. Oh, yes. I, I, I came to the marriage with uh, one older daughter and we now have a total of three more. So yeah. we've got four kids total. And so all of this is going on. We are squatting a bank on property homeless. 
Uh, I've got now two daughters at that time, and, and we're trying to figure out what to do. We just did not know. All I knew is that I had to do what I was doing in the cash flow game. I had to, and I didn't know the ways, but I figured out that by taking the education, and as you guys say, education for effective action. Every education piece that I take, I go in expecting to do something with it within hours of taking it. Um, it's a theory that I call now a clock, and that's exactly what you must practice and must do. And that's, that, that's what it comes down to, is that I want to do that over and over and over again. So between February 13th of 08 to June 18th, in fact, uh, in a few days here, it'll be my anniversary of the closing of my first deal, which is very, very exciting for me. Uh, it's a property that we took over subject to, and then I used hard money to make up the arrears, because the and that's the craziest thing, is that we had just lost our home to foreclosure, and the first deal we do was a home we buy from someone else who was in foreclosure. <laughs> I'm just like, this is crazy. Well, this is amazing, because you are literally living in a, a house that's owned by a bank, squatting in that house yes. while you're closing on a rental property. Yes, Pretty exactly. That, that, and, and all of that stuff is still going on. I mean, we know that the sheriff is going to eventually catch up with us and evict us, and we don't, but we don't know what else to do. And I've learned all this real estate stuff, so I got to go because I've got to figure out a way to create income and quick. And so after I get the first one done, and this is the key lesson here, is that real estate investing is a skill. And because it's a skill, uh, it can be learned no matter who you are or what you think you have or don't have for that matter. And most people are too focused on what they don't have as to why they can't do something. The only thing I had is a, an intense desire, an intense desire to provide for my family, uh, to intense desire to make sure that my wife experienced something more positive than what I had brought to the marriage uh, so far, <laughs> at least so far at that point. And I, I was unwilling to just go. I mean, life pushes at us and it's pushing at people in so many different ways. And it's time to stand up and push back. That's what makes this country great is that anyone who decides to stand up and push back can do so. And we closed on that first property and it's told me that, man, I can do this. Wealth is for me. And I was excited, so excited that three weeks later we did 11 more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's a, that's a big jump right there. When we come back, we're going to find out just how he did that. Our guest today is Jay Massey, successful real estate investor who started in a pretty tough place but stuck to it. We'll hear more of Jay's story. When we come back, I'm your host, Robert Helms. We're the Real Estate Guys. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Why is it that in every horror movie, there's a pretty girl who goes into a creepy house and heads down into the scary basement? Nothing good ever happens in the basement. What is she thinking? I feel the same way when I continue to see Americans dump billions into 401ks, IRAs, and mutual funds, even self-directed IRAs. On top of that, they continue to perpetuate the massive U.S. banking system by keeping large deposits at banks and using credit cards and other loans for purchases. Don't they realize what's going to happen? More profit for them and less profit for you. Nothing good ever happens in the basement. Now there's another way. Visit our friends at Paradigm Life by going to www.beerbank.com and learn how to become your own banker today. You already know that Dallas-Fort Worth is one of the strongest real estate markets in the country. Now all you need is a great source for turnkey properties. Great news! Wilson Investment Properties has been providing fully renovated, rented, positive cash flow properties to real estate investors for over 10 years. 
Founder Tom Wilson is an avid investor himself. With over 200 units of his own, you know he understands what investors need. Contact Tom and his team at 888-510-6838, extension 123, or send an email to wilson at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Donald Trump, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to the Real Estate Guys Radio Program. I'm Robert Helms. Jay Massey is our guest today. What an inspirational uh, story, Jay. You uh, you closed on your first property, homeless, and uh, instantly figured out, hey, if I can do this once, I can do it again. Now, how do you go from closing on your first property to buying 11 more in such a short period of time? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what makes it so much fun is that, like I said, it's a skill set. Yeah. Because it's a skill set, I mean, I'll be really sim- basic for a second. If the marketplace rewarded us for tying shoes, right now all of your listeners would be tying shoes. That's what they would be doing. If it paid $50 for every shoe you tied, that's all you would do. Except some of them would say, you know what? If it's going to pay me $50, I'll go find a couple of my friends and pay them $20 and I'll keep $30. And now all of a sudden they've provided jobs. Right. All you got to know how to do is tie shoes. And what's great about real estate, it's like a chess game. Once you know how the pieces move, you can develop your own strategy. You've got an open game, mid game, and end game. And no matter, and you can play it any way you want. And that's the key piece is to understand that you can play it any way you want. And once I got that, I was off to the races because I can play any game and anyone can play any game if they're taught the rules. And unfortunately, most people haven't been taught the rules. And once I got those rules, and as the rules can, in, you know, staying up abreast of the rules because rules change all the time, which yep. is one of the reasons you keep listening to the shows because, you know, rules keep changing. You got to be able to keep playing. And because you can keep playing, you can keep creating income anywhere. And once I figured that out, I was like, well, shoot, I can't be the only one that wants cash flow. So I've got a couple of investors around me and in my networking community. And I was like, hey, I just did this. Do you guys want one? And 11 people said yes. And I was like, cool. So I found a a seller who had a lot of property and I was able to negotiate some uh, purchase money mortgages, seller financing with them. And having been a financial planner and being taught that you could use your retirement plans for real estate, I think it was like 11 of 11 of them (laughs) used their retirement plans to buy those very houses from me. And I started out as a wholesaler. I found them at a discount, sold them at a discount, and I negotiated non-recourse financing so that their retirement plans could buy them. And when I saw that happen, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. So for like the first six months of 2008, you know, my wife and I, we were just losing everything, our car, our food, house, squatting and bank owned property. And then from June, it's like June 18th through the end of the year was the first time in our entire life that or in I should say in my entire family tree where one single person created a six-figure income, and that had never happened uh, for me. I thought it was going to take so much more because I went to school. I got good grades, and I was uh, the only reason I went is because I asked them. I was like, look, if I learn this, if I learn this, will I make $100,000? And you can you guess what they told me? <laughs> yeah. They said yes, and I later found out that that wasn't true, yeah. and I wasn't happy about that. So now... Uh, 
going through this process, I realized I can go create value in the marketplace. And that's why we get paid today is because we create value. So, you know, in 08, we had done nearly two dozen transactions by the end uh, of 08. And then in 09, we did like 70. In 2010, I started aggregating capital and expanding to other states. Um, and then uh, 2011, we kept that process going. And that's also in 2010, we also started expanding to multifamily housing. Uh, we have a number of uh, mortgages and notes that we hold as well and now uh, what we do exclusively is the multifamily space because right now the economy needs more real estate entrepreneurs who can solve problems and as Robert Kiyosaki has always said the number one skill of an entrepreneur is to learn to raise capital yep. and with you guys I mean you you guys put on great events like the syndication event that I went to when you guys were doing it in Florida it was awesome because it was like you get introduced to people who have millions if not billions of dollars of capital raising experience all at once and you want to talk about collapsing time frames and making it reachable and accessible for a person that that's the main thing that i i don't think we are taught when we're young is that your net work does determine your net worth and you've got to be around individuals who are out there doing it making it bigger because they have the ability to create a relationship that you can't have or at least it wouldn't take you years to make happen. And one of the great things is that people will sell their knowledge. And, you know, I don't care the cost. What is the value of one idea, really? Right. I mean, if so, what if I got to get on a plane and go to Dallas or Florida or, or anywhere to get it? That one idea has the potential to create millions of dollars worth of value for the individual who's willing to take action and make it happen. Well, that's the big part, right? As your story indicates, it's not just about learning it. A lot of folks will go to the seminar, a lot of folks will read the book, but it's turning that into action. And I think even more so, today you look at people who say, well, I, I would love to do that, but you know, I don't have any money, my credit's shot. Well, those excuses don't, don't, don't hold any water, do they? No. Um, in fact, I started this whole investing thing and, and you know, go, someone go, go run your credit report right now and look at the number. I, I started with a 398. Okay. Uh, I don't know if there's a record low, but that's pretty <laughs> darn close. And, and you've got to understand, if I had had money, I would have bought food. So everything I had to do had to be done in such a way that there was no money involved. That's what I know how to do. To be very clear with you, if this was a quote-unquote good market, as they call it, where loans were being handed out to anyone, I really don't even know how to fill out a 1003. I don't even know that process. How do you fill out a loan and wait 45 days and hope you get approved and have all this? That's foreign to me. I, I started when everything was falling apart. I know how to operate in chaos, and I love chaos because it creates what I call cash flow. Chaos creates cash flow, always has, continues to do so. And if there wasn't the chaos, it wouldn't have an op I would not have an opportunity. It would just keep going up like, uh, what's that stock? Berkshire Hathaway, right? That stock is pretty much unreachable for so many people because they don't do the things to make it reachable for others. And we need this time right now, and, and it's a limited window. And I can feel that in my own in the marketplaces where we do business and man, but it's such an exciting opportunity to finally be able to bring value to the marketplace because for so long I wondered, you know, how do I fit in? How do I fit into this world and what can I do? You know, I grew up around some very talented individuals and I didn't know what my talent would be and and fortunately now I have the ability to help people who are hurting either in their retirement plan or I have the ability to help people who are hurting because they need a place to stay. And I can bring them together. And through that process, 
we we get into relationships with individuals like yourself and sometimes you know political individuals like right now i'm actually getting ready to get on the plane to meet one of the uh, congressman representatives for the state that i do business in and it's exciting that i have this opportunity to talk to individuals who can really make policy changes or and can help things to to make things happen for the affordable housing community yeah this is interesting you know part of the story of one of the uh, properties that you were involved in ended up on television right that's kind of a funny story but it led to something good so right. so walk us through that that was kind of a fun uh, fun little indication of what you were doing was maybe the right thing yes yeah it was uh, a situation whereby a, a previous owner had neglected his what i call duty if you will as you guys say there's no problem properties only problem ownerships right and it ended up back at a very large bank and then so we negotiated to buy a, the 70 unit complex at an absolute steal of a price and if there's any lesson there, just know that you can buy so below replacement cost, it's ridiculous right now. And in that process, um, we did we were putting together the capital to do the rehab, and that's what we're still in the process of doing right now. Uh, but while that was going on, we did you know we pretty much left it in the condition that it's in, and because the city has this issue with you know dilapidated buildings as well they should and they they cited us for it and all this other stuff ended up on tv they actually held the press conference right on our property and i'm just like wow <laughs> uh okay but you know what uh, i applaud the mayors for doing what they're doing because they need to clean up the city they just did there was no way for them to really know that we were the ones trying to clean it up right and yes we moved slower than we should have but now we've been in conjunction with them we've been working with the city the inspectors are on our side we are out there there we're there to clean up the city that's exactly what i want to do and they're helping in, in a lot of ways and that's what's exciting for us right now is that we get that ability and that makes me feel so good and it makes my investors feel good because when is the last time one of those larger investment houses sent them a note and said or a picture like a before and after and say look what your retirement plan did right. don't you feel good look at the good that you are doing for these people and you made that happen by choosing to to go out there and work with individuals that that are willing to roll up their sleeves and do the work our guest today is Jay Massey, successful real estate investor and entrepreneur. We're going to find out uh, what his advice is if you're getting started in real estate or if you're coming from some adversity. We come back. We'll also play real estate trivia, give you a chance to win a prize. So stay with us. I'm your host, Robert Helms. We're the Real Estate Guys. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestategeysradio.com. If you're like me and thousands of others, you know that the Real Estate Guys radio show is a great source for quality content about investing in real estate. But did you know that they also have a book? I just finished reading their book, Equity Happens, and I was blown away by how much I learned. If you're ready to create sustainable wealth through real estate, you need to get Equity Happens. You'll learn, just as I did, about what it takes to prosper in the real estate industry. So don't wait. Make Equity Happen to you. Order your copy today at equityhappens.com. As investors survey the country for markets and properties that will perform well for them over the next five to 10 years, one market in particular stands out. That's Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta was the second fastest growing MSA throughout the last decade. It's home to the world's busiest airport and has one of the highest concentrations of Fortune 500 companies in the country. Atlanta is expected to add 100,000 new people every year for the next 10 years, and just next year alone, Atlanta is predicted to add over 50,000 new jobs. Now, what if I told you you could buy fully renovated, leased, and cash-flowing investment properties in this market for half a replacement cost? 
That's right, three and four bedroom homes in good suburban neighborhoods that can be purchased completely renovated for seventy dollars to $90,000. At Georgia Residential Partners, this is exactly what we do. We've been helping investors all over the country make solid real estate purchases in Atlanta for almost seven years. Call us today at 770-924-5450 or check us out online at gainvesting.com. Hi, this is Peter Schiff, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning in today. We're talking about turning adversity into opportunity and sharing Jay Massey's story of how real estate really saved his family. Before we get back to the interview with Jay, it is time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing the answer to today's trivia question, which, of course, has something to do with real estate. As soon as you hear the question and think you know the answer, you send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. That's trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Be sure to include the answer to the question plus your name and your physical mailing address so that if you win, we can send you an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. The first person with the right answer gets a copy, and then we take all the correct guesses for the week, have a drawing for a second copy. So if you're listening on the podcast or on iTunes, you still have a chance to win as long as you get your entry in before next week's show last week. We were in Atlanta, and here was our question. Name the only city in the United States built within a meteor crater. The answer, Middlesboro, Kentucky. Now, here's our trivia question for this week. Which U.S. state, that's the large amount of real estate, men's a real estate trivia question, which U.S. state boasts the largest blueberry crop in the nation? Yep, one of the states in the U.S. boasts the largest blueberry crop. Which one is it? If you know or want to take a guess, simply send your email to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com, trivia at realestateguysradio.com, and your immense knowledge of real estate trivia shall be rewarded with an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. That is today's real estate trivia question. We're talking with real estate entrepreneur Jay Massey. Now, Jay, you have uh, worn a lot of hats in real estate. Uh, I know that you've looked at the, all kinds of different properties in different areas. But the other thing that you have come up with is a way to help folks who are looking for the return, who maybe don't have the time, the inclination, the education to do it. So interesting that your background is in financial planning, so you kind of naturally can talk to somebody about that. But how do you get to the point where you, you close your first deal, you still don't really have any money, your credit is decimated. You, you don't even have a place to live yet, and yet you're raising money from other people. That's a that's a paradigm we got to help some folks shatter. <laughs> Absolutely. I can totally understand. And when you break it down like that, I start chuckling because I'm like, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, what it comes down to is that you got to understand the value you create in the marketplace. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with my skill set and what I have available to offer. I mean, just because you may be in an impaired condition, that doesn't mean you can't go to work and work as a CEO. It doesn't mean you can't, if you were under, you know, if we were talking about employees, it doesn't mean you can't do good customer service if that's what you do. Your, in, your impaired condition has nothing to do with the value you can go provide someone else. And being able to communicate that to other individuals is key. 
So, you know, you've got to learn those basic skills and understand that personal development is a key to this whole thing. Uh, you, you've got to invest the time in podcasts like this and others, and you've got to go to the seminars and actually do the work. It's not going to happen overnight. And, and see, here's the thing that really gets under my skin. It's not the people who don't have money. It's the people who do and have money and credit and resources and go, they, they still think they can't do it. And I'm just like, Really? That's just not true. You can. And just because you have money doesn't mean you even have more aptitude to do it either. It just means you have the you have less hurdles. But we're all offered hurdles. We're all offered reasons that we can have an excuse. And you can only have two things. You can have reasons or results. I prefer results. And my wife at times, you know, she used to make excuses. I'm female, therefore I can't. And that's just not true. And if you want an excuse, they're easy to find. And, you know, in California, you could say there's too much traffic, so I can't go see property. Right. You know, you can pick an excuse out of the air and you can always find a buddy or a friend who will validate your excuse. What's more important to me isn't so much how you do things, but the why you need to do them. And, and that's what will compel you to get into action. And Because when you have a big enough reason to get out of the bed every morning, to be inspired, not just motivated, because there's a huge difference. When you have a big enough reason, the how is irrelevant. When the why is big enough, the facts don't count. The only thing that matters is that you are out there to provide value to the common man. All right. Now, one of the things you've done a great job of is not only figuring out what's in it for you and what your big why is, and obviously that's a driving part of your story, but you're still really passionate about what you're doing. It's not like, well, I've got to go provide for my family, so I'm going to buy and sell widgets. I mean, you're doing something that is speaking to you personally. So how do you get to the point as a real estate investor where what you do for a living matters? Yeah, that comes back to a concept. I call it uh, understanding your investor identity. You call it the uh, personal investment philosophy. Everything must be in alignment. And what I find right now is that with most employees or people who have a job, the reason they're dissatisfied with their job is because they're only doing it for money. It has no alignment with the values. You may value your family time, but your job doesn't allow for family time, but you say you need money, so you make a sacrifice and then you end up unhappy. Because real estate is so versatile, you have the ability to structure it in any way you'd like to be able to achieve your goals in terms of what's going to fulfill you as a person. I mean, if you're going to work, you might as well work to be rich and love it. Otherwise, you just have a job. Go flip some burgers. Go say hi at Walmart. You can go do those things. What's most important is that you get up every morning and you can put a smile on your face. And I find that the bigger I smile, the more money there is and the more value I can create. All right. Well, we sure appreciate your time today and the great uh, hearing your story. It's uh, been great to watch you also uh, continue down this path of real estate. And I know we'll see you before then, but we'll certainly see you on next year's Investor Summit at Sea. <laughs> Absolutely. I like it. My wife had a great time uh, and it was awesome to be in to finally get into relationship with some of the people that you guys have created. If you're anyone has not been on the summit, they've totally missed out this past year and the year before. And make sure that you're there this next time, because, you know, I don't even know where we're going and it doesn't really matter. What's important is that, again, relationships are the key. Uh, it's how I find my deals. It's how the deals are created. And it's how you'll create deals, especially as you learn the information about syndication at one of your events in the future. All right. Thanks, Jay. When we come back more from the Real Estate Guys, you're tuned to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hello, this is Robert Kiyosaki. I'm the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And if you're serious about learning how to invest in real estate, listen to the Real Estate Guys. They really know what they're talking about. 
If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the Secrets of Successful Syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Live where you want to live, but invest where the numbers make sense. Even better, invest where you have a solid team to support you. We've been hearing great things about Memphis, Tennessee, and Terry Kerr from Mid-South Homebuyers. Since 2002, Terry and his team have been delivering turnkey rental property solutions ideal for out-of-area real estate investors. So if you're looking for affordable, trouble-free, turnkey investment property, call Terry. Use our resource hotline at 888-510-6838, extension 118. That's 888-510-6838, extension 118. Or find them in the resources area of our website at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Frank Holmes, Chief Investment Officer and CEO of U.S. Global Investors. And you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. And welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, the number one downloaded podcast on real estate investing. I'm your host, Robert Elms. My goodness, what a powerhouse of enthusiasm, passion, and energy Mr. Jay Massey is, huh? <laughs> he's absolutely. You can see why I like hanging around with him, right? Yeah, I mean, he's okay. great. He just makes you want to get up and go. And not only that, your, your excuse is not valid. Whatever you have to, to complain about and gripe about and bitch about just doesn't matter because you probably don't have it worse than he did. Well, you know, I think that the real thing, the thing that really jumped out to me was where he said that your personal circumstance, your handicap, I can't remember his exact word, but but your personal limitation in terms of whatever your circumstances are doesn't really affect the value that you bring. What you have to focus on, because when you go out into the marketplace and you, you want to, to get something from the market, you have to give it something. And if you feel broken as a person and you feel that I don't have anything to give, then it's hard to look at the marketplace and see opportunity or believe that the market would give anything to you. Why would the market give anything to me? I'm broken. I'm broke. But, but that's not true because in, in the process of being broken, many people have had their greatest epiphanies and become, developed the deepest and strongest character and disciplines as a result of being broken. I mean, if you go into the military, right? America, we have our problems, right? But we have the greatest fighting force on the face of the earth. And they take those young guys, many of them troubled youth, and they break them all the way down. They're broken. And then they rebuild them with character qualities and disciplines, and they teach them skills, as Jay was talking about, and then they put them out there and they're highly effective. Now, if you're gonna go out there and have a personal war on poverty, it's kind of the same thing, right? It's not about who you are or where you came from. It's about what you have the opportunity to bring to the marketplace and do for the marketplace. And if I can find a way to connect two people who need each other, like the way brokers do, a buyer and a seller, 
I deserve to get paid. It doesn't matter if I'm living in my car. I have provided value to the marketplace. I thought that was huge because I've been through situations in my life where I'm down, I'm broken, and I'm feeling down on myself. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm not worth anything. Why would anybody listen to me? Why would any... It isn't about me. Right. It's about what I bring to the marketplace or in some cases how I can put two people together who need each other. And there's lots of opportunities there when you remove your own limiting belief. Well, and Jay talks so much about adding value. And that's really on every level what he does. To this day, he's out teaching the cash flow game because it changed his life. So he's a guy that's taken that and says, you know, if I can turn on some more lights, if I can get some more people interested, great. They might have the same kind of breakthrough I have. And the other thing about that is the game teaches you to think in circumstances that you might not be fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to have happened in your real life. Right. And that's the big part about the way that we learn. You know, having had uh, this very conversation with Robert Kiyosaki, the, the reason they designed the game was so you could figure out how to think. And we think better and we remember better when we do something. Doing the actual activity is the highest level, but the next level is a simulation or a game. And obviously, Jay is living proof that that game and that process works. Yeah, I mean, and you know, so so two years ago, the summit, right? We had the opportunity. We were going to do a cash flow game with the advisors, and I was my going to be my job to lead the game. Yeah. And honestly, I hadn't been playing it enough. I didn't feel very qualified with, you know, Ken McElroy and Garrett Sutton in the audience to teach the game. So I knew that Jay from Conversations had been teaching cash flow games. And so kind of at the last minute, I mean, probably the last second. People were like, already in the room seated yeah, at the they table. Was, and yeah. I said, Jay, can you can you help me out with this? Can you? And, and so he just stepped up and he did it. And he did an amazing job. Well, then we already knew that Robert and Kim were coming on next year's summit, which was the 2012 summit. And, you know, we knew that they were going to have a chance to do this game. It was like, Jay, would you be willing to do the game again? Now he's nervous. I'm going to, I'm going to teach a cash flow game in front of the creators of the game. Right. But again, he didn't let his fear get in the way. He stepped up and he did a magnificent job. And of course, that turned around and opened up that much more opportunity for him. Yeah, in fact, you know, Robert saw him lead the game. And we, we, had, we had talked to Robert about doing the game again. said, hey, we played cash flow last year. It was great. We want to do it again. He said, great. I said, do you want to proctor it? And Robert said, me? No, no, I don't <laughs> want to run it. I'll talk about it. I'd love to talk about the game and why we developed it and all that. But I don't want to run the game. So I said, well, we've got a guy who did it last year who did a great job. We'd like to suggest. He said, great. So not only did Jay do it, but we had uh, some help from uh, our contingent from Estonia, That's seven right. guys who came to the Summit from Estonia, who also run cash flow games uh, there, and uh, they got together and uh, did a, a masterful job. And afterwards, Mr. Kiyosaki was so impressed that uh, he flew Jay and, and his wife Poppy out to an event they were speaking at. Thousands of people, and we were fortunate enough to be in the audience as Robert brought up Jay and Poppy and had them tell the story of how the cash flow game changed their life, and it was extraordinary. And so here he is, just doing what he's doing, and through that activity and taking action, he ends up on stage with Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, I mean, we call that the law of attraction. I mean, it's just, that's the way it works. If you go out there and you are just being congruent, if you're out there being enthusiastic, if you are out there doing the best you can and serving people to the best of your ability, just good things happen. 
And you have to have faith in that, right? Because a lot of people, well, I don't understand. Why would I want to take time and do that? It's going to take me away from my work, or you're not paying me to teach the game. You can have that kind of employee mentality where if I work an hour, I deserve a paycheck at the end of the day. Or you can say, no, I'm just going to scatter some seed. I'm going to go out there and believe in nature. I'm going to believe that if I put enough seed in the ground, some of it's going to get rained on, some of it's going to sprout, some of it's going to survive, some of it's going to grow, some of it's going to bear fruit. Not everything I do will, but some will. And a few of those things are going to grow into great great big huge trees that are going to produce fruit year in and year out season after season after season and can really add a lot to my personal prosperity but you just never know where it's going to come out there it does take a degree of faith to be an entrepreneur well i think one of the great messages he had is how quickly he makes it a habit to turn his education into action right jake came to the syndication event we did last year in fort lauderdale and he didn't just go oh that was a great seminar he went home and implemented those things, and today he's doing bigger and better syndications than ever. We were on a field trip that he was a paid attendee of. He happened to own some apartment buildings and said, hey, if it helps, I'd be happy to go buy my one of my apartments. And we did that, and we saw the units. The next trip, he came back. We actually went inside and got to walk the units and tell the story. It's a great case study in yeah. what he does and how he d does what he does. But we got to see firsthand, up close and personal, how he's converted a dilemma dilapidated, deteriorated asset into something that is back in the in the market, vibrant, tenants, 100% occupied that uh, that property, and that's made a difference in the community. Yeah, his investors have done well. Yeah, he's done well, but the community is probably the biggest winner. Yeah, I, you know, again, he taking adversity. I mean, he didn't even mention, he kind of alluded to it a little bit, but he's had actually meetings with the mayor of that particular city, and it's not a small city. It's a pretty big city, and, and so he's had these meetings with, with the government officials and they're very enthusiastic about what he's doing. But in the beginning, they weren't. In the beginning, they thought he was some out-of-town slumlord. Right. And they didn't realize who he was or what he was doing. But, you know, you get around a guy, and this is an old sales adage, right? Enthusiasm sells. And you could just hear in his voice the enthusiasm. I'm more fired up today because I sat there for 40 minutes and listened to him talk. Yeah, It's exactly. like, wow, I want to be around more people like that in my life. And so it's great, you know, just being a real estate guy and getting a chance to do that and hanging out with you. And, and meeting guys like Jay and, of course, being able to hang out with people like Robert and Kim. And Ken, Ken is going to be teaching at the syndication event, which is going to be another great opportunity to hang out with him. Ken McElroy, one of the uh, top investors we know. He and his partners have uh, thousands of uh, rental units and uh, really an amazing story. And what he does is kind of what Jay does on even a bigger scale, syndicates deals, puts together capital and resources to create bigger deals. And if that sounds interesting to you, no matter where you're coming from, no matter what adversity you've had, come on out and check it out. It's happening right around the corner, so you can't delay. Uh, but we do have a few seats available for the Secrets of Successful Syndication. It takes place in Scottsdale, Arizona. On June 22nd, you can find out all the details on our website at realestateguysradio.com. Click on events. Well, big thanks to Jay for his uh, inspiration and sharing his story. I mean, very personal story in there. And uh, I've always appreciated the fact that uh, he is open to sharing his uh, positives and his negatives with the world. Yeah, it's, a, it's a kind of a real estate version of pursuit of happiness you know and i just i knew the story would be popular right because the movie was so popular it's exactly that same thing somebody that just has the courage to keep going and present themselves to people in such a way that they are f focused on the value they add and a lot 
not about on the circumstances they're in. All right. Well, lots is going on this summer with the real estate guys. We'd love to have you come on one of our investor field trips. We're going next to Belize. Beautiful Belize, a great, great marketplace. So much is going on there. It's beautiful. You'll have a wonderful time and chances are you'll get very tanned too because the weather will be nice when we're there. You can find out more details on our website at realestateguysradio.com. Next week on the Real Estate Guys, you are our guest. Yep, it's Ask the Guys. So if you have a question that you've been dying to ask that has to do with real estate, go to our website at realestateguysradio.com. Click on the tab that says Ask the Guys and let us know what it is you want to know the answer to. And we can't answer everyone, but we do our best to answer a bunch. We're overdue for Ask the Guys, so we're excited about that next week. Between now and then, your mission is to go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at BeYourBank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.